I mean, the, look, the, the reason I'm even at Garywood right now is the fact that on August the 9th, 19, not 1994, 2004, 2004, uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, Garywood was my home. And I'm, I went like, I wrote, Garywood was my home. I went to told Sherry, I said, the Lord just spoke to me and said, Garywood was our home. Well, it took a little bit, but things worked out that way, and sure enough, Gary Wood was my home. So, uh, uh, matter of fact, even my own marriage to Sherry, for three weeks, I kept getting these thoughts. I want you to call her. I want you to encourage her. I want you to be there for her. And I went, cool. First time I read it, or heard it. It came, it came, it kept coming over and over and over again. I want you to call her. I want you to encourage her. I want you to be there for her. And then I finally said, well, okay. I will, I'll call her. So when I called her, she told her, it's between, between us now, she told her cousin, she said, I can't believe you waited that long. You know? <laughs> See, he leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads us. Beside the quiet, still waters, he restores our soul. He'll lead you in every area of your life. So, you know, and uh, he'll lead you in a worship service to bring a word like tonight. He'll lead you uh, in your life in every area, man. And uh, he always will. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's in you. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of you, the Spirit of Jesus. And, and he, he speaks... Uh, he's grieved. He can feel what you feel. And the thing is, is to learn to feel what he feels. And he'll show you pictures. He'll, he'll unction you. He'll bring you thoughts. And, and the, what separates somebody that's on fire, somebody that matures and really, really flows with God, are those that, just like this, you step out and you go, here's what I feel like the Lord saying. And then you speak it out, and, and, and you find the, the fruit of it. See, the fruit of what y'all said tonight was that it encouraged everybody here. You see? It, it gave peace. See? And it allowed Jesus, through his Spirit, now he'll speak through the Word that I'm fixing to preach, if he allows me to do it here shortly. But he, he's speaking, see? And so he just wants us to worship him, not just in church, you know, but riding down the road, sitting at home, sitting at your desk, you can be full of the Holy Spirit sitting right at your desk, fellowshipping with the Lord, doing your work. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the Word, in the, I don't know about this problem. Holy Spirit, I bless your name. Hallelujah, Lord. All of a sudden, you hear your teacher say the answer from two days earlier. You go, I got it. Bingo. You know, then, you know, yeah, you study, you got to put it in so he can bring it out. You know, he ain't going to just wave his ma a magic wand. But when you put it in, that's why you got to read the Word, hear the Word, worship, listen to the Word, get it in you so at the right time he can bring it back to you, see, and he can show you. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So it's more than just listening to sermons and going to youth convention. It's a real live relationship. Can somebody say amen? Yeah, I remember when uh, your daughter, uh, I did a little prophetic training two or three years ago and had them write it down and she stood up and she spoke out, I'll never forget it, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. 
and administer to people. You trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. And people here needed to hear that uh, that night. As you trust God, he'll make your path straight. It's what Taylor was singing tonight. We trust you, Lord. In other words, we believe you're going to be with us. We believe you're going to take care of this deal. We believe you're going to save my family. We trust, Lord, that, that you're, you're not going to fail me. You know, you know, It may not work out the way we want it to every time, but when you look back a few years later or six months later, a year later, you'll say, God worked it out the best way. And, and you learn to trust. Say, I trust you, Lord. Because he is Jesus, amen, and he's the author and finisher of our faith. So I want to spend a few minutes here tonight talking about Jesus. He is our Savior, our Deliverer, our Healer, our Baptizer. He's the coming King, and he is the Provider. Say, provide for me, Lord. Matter of fact, he's provided the word of encouragement to you tonight. Now, I've entitled this tonight, and I won't go through the whole thing. I'll hit my high points, because Holy Spirit wanted to teach you and train you tonight and equip you, uh, which is his provision that you might walk with him and be a vessel and blessing to others all the days of your life. Now, uh, it's entitled, Against All Odds. Against All Odds. Sometimes you don't know how in the world it's going to work out. You don't know how God is going to do it. Uh, there's no possible way that you can get the job done or whatever, but uh, it's entitled Against All Odds. Now, there was a 20th century evangelist named Amy Simpy McPherson who founded the Four Square Church, preaching a message about, about the, entitled The Four Square Gospel, that Jesus was the Savior, Jesus was the healer, Jesus was the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and Jesus was coming again. And it was against all odds, this lady that had two children uh, in the early 20th century, uh, in times of poverty, uh, in, in uh, suffering through gender, gender discrimination, where women were expected just to stay home and cook and stay with the kids and leave religion to men, uh, through societal discrimination, through uh, uh, hard times, uh, through uh, poverty, through the whole nine yards, this lady, Amy Simpy McPherson, took her two children, uh, got full of the Holy Spirit, got full of the Word of, Word of God, traveled around and preached Jesus was a Savior, Healer, Baptizer, and coming King, and turned the world upside down. She started the four-square denomination that's still preaching that same message today. And you can't go wrong when you're preaching the gospel. Amen. And uh, here's what this lady did against a gender discrimination, poverty, two children uh, with no help, uh, uh, you know, uh, people saying, you, you know, you can't go do this. You know, you're a woman. You, you can't operate like this. You know, religion is man's business and so forth. Uh, she went out and did some incredible things. Now, she incorporated, listen to this, cutting-edge media, the cutting-edge media of her day to get her word out and, and to get people to come. She preached and prayed for thousands upon thousands of people 
against all odds going out and doing this, and they were healed and saved and set free and delivered, hallelujah, because of her uh, willingness to understand that God had a plan for her life and it had nothing to do, it did not take into account where she come from, it didn't take into account what the world said, it didn't take into consideration what man said, it didn't take into consideration what anybody said against all odds. She fulfilled God's plan for her life. In the Depression, opening up the Angeles Temple in L.A. in 1923, she developed an extensive social ministry as well. During the Great Depression, uh, her and her ministry fed 1.5 million people against all odds, against discrimination, against poverty, against just be having two children, dragging them everywhere. And she went out and preached Jesus was the Savior. See, she knew Philippians 4.13, which is what? I can do all things through Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, with His anointing, with His presence and power. I can do all things through Him who gives me the strength. So I can do all things through Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah with His anointing, which gives me strength, which gives me power in Jesus' name. Now, in 1998, speaking, being led by the Spirit, the Lord spoke to me in, uh, one morning in prayer and said, I want you to preach the fivefold message, the fivefold gospel. I'd studied about her and studied about the, the, uh, this, uh, this uh, ministry here. And I said, the Lord said, I want you to go tell people not only am I Savior, not only am I healer, not only am I the baptizer in the Holy Spirit and that I'm coming again, but I want you to tell them that I'm also the provider, that I will provide for them. You see, I could believe Jesus was my Savior and he would take me to heaven one day. I believed that. I believed he was my healer. I believed he, would, he, would, he could fill me with the Holy Spirit because I spoke in other tongues and felt his presence. I could believe that, Aretha. I could believe it, Tracy. I could believe he's coming again because I studied and I wanted to make sure I was going up in the rapture, amen, before the tribulation. I believed that from studying the Word. But I had a hard time at times believing that he was going to take care of me that he was going to meet my needs, that he was going to bring me provision, that he was going to do it. I could believe he, would save, he could save me. But for some reason, that is one thing that I had a hard time believing. So I preached this message uh, that night, and I preached it, uh, I've only preached the third time I've ever preached this message. And number one, the first part of the message is that Jesus is the Savior. Say he's the Savior. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. Amen. John the Baptist, who was the forerunner uh, of Jesus, who prepared the way of the Lord, uh, saw Him in John chapter uh, 2, verse 25 or 129. He saw Jesus come and He said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the Savior. 
And Joel prophesied hundreds of years before uh, when he was uh, prophesied the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In verse 32, as Joel ended that, he said this, he said, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, say Jesus, will be saved for on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem uh, there will be deliverance, say deliverance, as the Lord has said among the survivors uh, of whom the Lord calls. So Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the deliverer. And this was the gospel that, that uh, we heard preached that Jesus is the Savior when we received Him as Lord. Amen. Now Peter... Peter, Jesus said, who, who, who do people say that I am? Uh, Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. The same way you three received that unction tonight and that revelation that he's given us all this was the same way Peter received by revelation the fact from the Father that Jesus was the Christ the Son of the living God, and, and, and the Father was pleased with him. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, Acts 4.12 said, There is no other name given to men by which we must be saved. Buddha can't save you. Mohammed can't save you. Obama, Osama, and your mama can't save you. <laughs> but Jesus can save you. Say, save me, Lord. He's the Savior of the world. And there is no other name. And the matter of fact, John said he came from the Father full of grace and truth because he was the only begotten of the Father. So the question is tonight, how, how, okay, if Jesus is the Savior, and if you're not saved tonight, you're probably thinking, well, how, how, how can I be saved? How can I receive Jesus? Well, the Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Can somebody say amen? Just what Joel said in 2.32, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you've got a bondage in your life, Jesus the Savior can also bring deliverance because he has all power and everybody said amen. Say, set me free, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, not only is he Savior, and what, I'm going to stop here. I don't want to get going too fast. Don't be, don't be deceived by empty words. Paul told the Ephesians or one of them. Don't be deceived by fine-sounding words through the news media, through internet, or through television, or some of your friends that go, well, I don't know if Jesus is the way. Don't be deceived by that. I'm telling you in advance. Don't be deceived by fine-sounding words or for the philosophies of this age. You kick it out. Every time something like that comes to you, you take that captive and say, in the name of Jesus, he is my Savior. He is the Savior of the world. There's no other name given to, to uh, you know, among men where we must be saved but the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't be deceived. You go to college. You go sit in your cubicle at work when you're 24, 25 years old. Next thing you know, you're sitting right there next to a, an Islamic or you're sitting there next to a, a, somebody that is a Zen Buddhist or somebody who just don't have no religion at all. Oh, they sound so wonderful. Well, you know, then they thought, well, you know, they're not so bad. 
Well, you're supposed to show respect, of course. But don't be misled or deceived by fine-sounding arguments. Jesus is Lord. Say, Jesus is Lord. Not only that, but he is the healer too. Hallelujah. When evening came, Matthew 8, 16 and 17, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out those spirits with a word, and he healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and he carried our diseases. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. Say power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, or one translation says, who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. 1 Peter 2.24 he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Say, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. He died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins and for the healing of my body. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he's the healer. And you know what? As well, not only can he heal you physically, uh, but he can heal you spiritually and emotionally and with your, he can heal a broken heart. You may be in here tonight, you, maybe your family is a mess. Maybe there's brokenness in your home. Maybe you've been abused or you've been hurt or you've been wounded. Jesus can heal that. Psalm 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. I'm telling you, Jesus can heal you. Heal your physical body. Heal your family. He can heal the land. Amen. As we repent and turn to Him. Glory to God. He's the Savior and Deliverer. He's the Healer. Number three, He's the Baptizer in the Holy Spirit. John 1.32, John gave this testimony. He said, I saw the Spirit. You're talking about something supernatural. You know, you're talking about something powerful, otherworldly. Man, serving Jesus is otherworldly. It is incredible. It's supernatural. I'm talking about the presence of, of the Lord uh, in this room, in our hearts, speaking to us. We don't need to run after a Ouija board or none of that other junk. We've got the power. All those others are counterfeit. They're the little G-O-Ds. We serve the big G-O-D, capital G-O-D. Can somebody say amen? Jesus will fill us with the, his Holy Spirit. He'll baptize us over and over again. John gave this testimony. He said, you're talking about something supernatural. He said, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. Now, could you imagine that? Did he see it with his natural eye or did he see it with his spiritual eye? But he saw the, the Spirit come down and, and, and John said this, I would not have known except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Then he said this in verse 34, I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. Amen. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. He went on to say in Matthew 3.11, he said, I baptize you with water for repentance 
But John said, After me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not even fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Say fire. Say fill me with fire, Lord. Or fill us with fire to serve you, Lord. Hallelujah. Peter on Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit fell, there appeared to be cloven tongues like under fire that separated and landed on everybody's head that was in the prayer meeting, and they began to pray in other languages uh, as the Spirit gave them the utterance. They spoke it out by faith. Can somebody say amen? People came running, going, what's going on? These people are acting drunk. I mean, they're playing in different languages. Man, they come falling out the upper room. They're laughing. They're cutting up. You know, what's going on here? What's going on here? And Peter stands up with the 11. He says, come on down. And says, these people aren't drunk, as you suppose. Uh, but this was spoken by the prophet Joel. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. And he began to speak to them and preach to them the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Acts 2.33... He said, exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit. So let me, let's get this straight. Jesus dies on the cross, sheds his blood, goes back to heaven, sheds his blood on the mercy seat of heaven, receives the Holy Spirit, and pours out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Jesus is the baptizer of, in the Holy Spirit. He is the diffuser of the Holy Spirit. So when you pray to be filled with the Spirit, you pray to Jesus to fill you with His Spirit. Peter said, exalted to the right hand of God, He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. So you could see something. You could hear something. Man, these people were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were praying in other languages. They were laughing. They were probably, they were acting drunk. You know, you're talking about a good church service. I'm telling you, they were having a good one. And Peter spoke this. See, Jesus is the baptizer or diffuser of the Holy Spirit. So what is a diffuser? A diffuser is a medium that scatters light. Jesus scatters light. A, a, a diffuser is a duct or a chamber or a section in which high and low velocity pressure streams or flows. So Jesus, the baptizer or the diffuser of the Holy Spirit, received it from the Father and now pours high power and high velocity pressure through this duct or chamber, scatters light into your life, floods you with glory, diffuses you throughout with, with his spirit and your spirit, and you begin to uh, like overflow, hallelujah, in the Holy Spirit, and you begin to just fall in love with Jesus. You begin to just want to worship God. You want to go to church. You want to pray in other languages. You want to listen to worship music. You're just feeling good all over and all under, hallelujah, and glory to God. Things You begin to flow. You begin to hear God's voice. You begin to get on fire, glory to God. You begin to want to serve the Lord, hallelujah, and there ain't nothing like it. And Tracy said, amen. Say more, Lord. Say, give me more, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Woo, glory to God. 
And the promise is for you, Acts 2.38. The promise, Peter was speaking and said, Hey, the promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. So he went afar off down through the ages. The Lord's calling. Say, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive more. Be filled. Be full of my joy. Be full of my peace. Be full of my wisdom. Be full of my power. Receive it and walk in it on a daily basis. Amen. Say more, Lord. And not only that, Jesus is the coming King. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Matthew 25, 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His throne in heavenly glory. Hallelujah. Zechariah, listen to Zechariah 14, uh, verse, verse 2 and 5. He will come and judge the nations, and He will gather all the nations to Jerusalem. Zechariah 14, 5. Then the Lord my God will come and all the holy ones with Him. Jude 14, Philip, Jude 14. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of His holy ones. Jesus is coming again. This is part of the gospel. Now, you, now listen to this. Uh, we need to live like He's coming tonight. But you need to plan like He's not coming for a lifetime. You follow me? You don't just crawl in the hole and go, Oh, praise God, Jesus is coming. I won't go to church, praise God, with Michael and my praise team. I'll stay home in a, in a <laughs> I'll stay home in my bedroom. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. No, you don't do that. That's what, that's what the disciples were doing in Acts chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. Jesus said, you're about to receive the gift of the Father. He was given the great commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Tarry in Jerusalem and wait for the gift my Father promised. And then right before their very eyes, he ascended up into heaven. And the disciples were just standing there gazing. Wow. Incredible. Duh. What up? Where'd he go, man? Cool, man. You see that rock? Well, all of a sudden, the t two angels show up. And they say, hey, man, why, why are you standing here gazing? This Jesus, who you seen go into heaven, will come back in the same way that you just saw him go. In other words, they were saying, get busy. Don't just stand, stand around gazing. Get busy. Do what he says to do. Follow the word. Go out and preach the gospel. Get in college. Learn. Grow. Become who I've called you to be. Because Jesus is king, and Jesus is coming back to get us one day, and all the holy ones will be with him. Can somebody say amen? And he's going to set up his throne in heavenly glory. So don't just stand around wasting time. Get busy, man. Hallelujah. And live the life Jesus is calling you to live. 
Listen to this in Revelation 1, 4-8. John wrote to the seven churches, Grace and peace to you from Him who is and who was and who is to come. Say, Come, Lord. And from the seven spirits before His throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Oh, man, I thought Obama was the leader, man. I thought Obama was the king of all there. I thought Putin was. Putin over in Russia. Putin, Putin ain't the king of all the earth. Who named that kid Putin anyway? Oh, Lord. What's your name, man? Putin. <laughs> you sitting, sitting in class. Is Johnny here? Uh, you know, Eddie? You know, Taylor? You know, Debbie? Rebecca? Putin. <laughs> I don't know if that guy's here or not, really. I mean, that's not me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus is the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who, oh, this is awesome. I'm telling this rocks. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and he has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. And he says this in verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega. In other words, he says, I'm A to Z. I wrote the book. I finished the book. I'm Alpha and Omega. Says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come. The all mighty. Jesus is coming again. And he's going to set up his throne in heavenly glory. And this is the gospel, man, the good news. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the coming king. And last but not least, what the Lord told me was, tell him I'm also the provider. Jesus is also the provider. Whatever you need, He is. For He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord what? Who provides. Amen. And like I told you earlier, I could believe, I could believe Michael, he, was, he saved me. I could believe He healed me I, and delivered me. I believed He filled me with the Holy Ghost. I believed He was coming again. But I had a hard struggle. Can He take care of me? Can he provide for me? That was, a, that was done, wasn't it? Amen. But he proved himself. He said, I am the provider. Philippians 4.19, the Bible says, And my God shall, supply, shall provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory. 3 John 2, Beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in good health, even as I know your soul prospers, or the NIV, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you. Even as your soul is getting along well, a spiritual prosperity, emotional prosperity, physical prosperity, listen to this, the word prosperity there means that all will go well with you 
or that you walk along a good road. You remember the word that came forth? If God is for us, who can be against us? Right? Hallelujah. So if he saved me, if he delivered me, if he's healed me and will heal me, if he's filled me with the Spirit and will continue to do so, if he's coming again, he'll provide everything I need. The Bible says that he gives us everything we need uh, for, for, um, <laughs> for life and godliness. The Bible says in Ephesians, he equips us with everything good to do his will. I'm telling you, Jesus is the provider. Amen. And the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23, 1. The Lord said, I'm your shepherd. You shall not lack a thing. Now think about that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not be in want. You see, if he feeds the birds of the air, if he clothes the grass of the field, well, surely he's going to clothe you. Aren't you more valuable than birds? He's the provider. He's the provider. So he's the provider. He provides everything we need. Abram was about to kill his son. Abraham was about to kill his son. Amen. And in Genesis 22, he looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. And he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. As it to this day is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be seen or will be provided. As I said earlier, he's Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Joshua 1.8, the Lord, Joshua chapter 1, Moses was gone. Joshua had been trained. He stayed at the, in the presence of God when Moses left the tent of meeting. Now it was time to rock and roll. The Lord speaks to, to Joshua and says, look, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. As I'm with your mother, Taylor, so I will be with you. So, okay? As I'm with Michael, Debbie, so I'm going to be with you. And the Lord tells Joshua in verse 8, he says, Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth, but, or the word, but meditate on it day and night so that you'll be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will have good success. Then you will make your way prosperous. Well, how is that? Because the Lord is the provider. He does send rain on the just and the unjust. But the way of the transgressor, you hear pastors say this all the time, is hard. But when you walk with Jesus, your Savior, when you walk with Jesus, the healer, when you walk with Jesus, the baptizer and the Holy Spirit, and the soon coming king, when you walk with a good shepherd and have a relationship, he will provide everything you need so that can, you can do his work, you can do his will, and you can walk in his ways. And you know what? He'll never let you down. He said, I'll in no way cast you out. I'm not going to leave you forlorn and helpless. He said, I've adopted you as my own. And I'm the good Heavenly Father. And the Heavenly Father cares for the sheep and will feed the sheep and lead the sheep and guide the sheep and take care of the sheep. Can somebody say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus.
Woo! He's my Savior. Look at your neighbor and say, he's my Savior. Michael, he's my deliverer, I'm telling you. Tracy, he's my baptizer. He's my healer, sister. He's my healer. When I was two years old in the oxygen tent, a Pentecostal preacher, uh, my grandma was a prayer warrior from uh, just an awesome prayer. Man, what are you doing with that Auburn shirt on? Man, get that out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, over trying, I'm over here trying to preach and I'm looking at Auburn shirt. Uh, listen, oh, let's not blow Let's not blow this anointing. Hang on a minute. Amen. So here's the deal. So I'm telling you, he's my healer. So I'm in an oxygen tent two years old. I remember. I remember being in that bad boy at UAB Hospital. And my grandma went to Assembly of God Church and brought Brother Page. You know, he passed away a few years, but his wife comes here every now and then. Came to see me, and grandma said he picked me up in his arms and prayed for me when I was two years old. Well, you know what? I'm not no oxygen tent now, am I? You know what? He's my healer. I was on alcohol and drugs. I'm no longer on alcohol and drugs. You know what, bro? He's my deliverer. <laughs> my gosh. He rocks. He's Jesus. He's the Savior. He's the healer. He's the coming king. And he's going to come and sit down one day uh, on, in heavenly glory. He's going to rule and reign. And we're going to serve with him. I'm telling you, that's the kind of Jesus we serve. Can somebody say amen? We don't take a back seat to anybody. We're not going to be deceived by fine-sounding arguments like I said earlier. Jesus is Lord. Say he's Lord. He's King. He's God. He's healer. He's bad to the bone. <laughs> and he's my Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. Give him praise tonight. Praise God. Give us Jesus. Shout Jesus. Jesus. Jesus! Jesus! Come on! Jesus! 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 Hallelujah! Glory! Jesus is Lord. Well, Father, Hallelujah. Father, I just give you glory, Jesus. You are the Savior. And Lord, it was against all odds that you showed up for Amy Simpy McPherson. It was against all odds that you rose from the grave. It was against all odds you put the Jewish people back in Israel and they're never going to leave there again. It was against all odds, Lord, you healed me as a two-year-old boy in an oxygen tent. It was against all odds, Lord. Through 12 fishermen, you turned the world upside down. And Lord, I thank you that it's against all odds. But by your grace and by your power and by your great giftings that you've given these guys and anointing, Lord, that they're going to do mighty things for you. I bless them, Lord. I pray you'll turn your face toward them. Give them peace. And use them for your glory. I thank you, Lord, that you're their Savior, that you're their healer, their deliverer. You're the one who fills them with the Holy Spirit. You're going to come for them one day, Lord. And we're all going to be in heaven together. But, Lord, before that, you're going to provide them with everything they need in this life because you 
are the good shepherd. And the good shepherd always takes care of the sheep. And I thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement said, Amen.